Creationists wanting to grant a master's degree in science education are meeting opposition. We'll find out more about it. And a local contestant vying for the title of Miss Texas is running on a pro-life platform. We'll talk to her about why she chose this issue. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. This isn't a two-man race. There's another guy I would like to say down here on the far right of the stage. You want to talk conservative credentials? Let me get in on that. All right, that's Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas. He's running for president of the United States. He says, I am a conservative. Here's the question. Who is the real conservative for the Republicans? Is it Huckabee? Or is it Mitt Romney? Romney says it's certainly not John McCain. If you get endorsed by the New York Times, you're probably not a conservative. All right, McCain receiving that endorsement from the ultra-liberal New York Times. Who else has been endorsing McCain? We're going to talk about that later. It's not the conservatives right now. But here's John McCain saying, I am a conservative. I'm proud of my conservative record. Uh, It's one of reaching across the aisle to get things done for Americans, obviously. Okay, John McCain claiming to be a conservative. Romney wants to be the conservative. Mike Huckabee wants to be recognized as the conservative Republican. Or is it Ron Paul? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And you might say, well, I don't know if this really matters because uh, it's uh, it's too early for these uh, presidential debates and this politics. And uh, a lot of people are turned off by this. A lot of Christians are turned off by this. But we're going to talk about why this is important and why it's important right now. Dr. Richard Land, in just a moment, is going to tell us why it is very important that we elect the right president of the United States and why we get involved right now. But, you know, actually, even on the Democrat side, there is a question not really about who is the most conservative, but who is the most liberal. And there's a uh, a breaking news story today about Barack Obama as the most liberal member of the Senate. I'll reveal that documentation later. But here is Bill Clinton today on the economy in Denver, Colorado. Listen very carefully because the Republicans last night were talking about stimulating the economy, growing the economy, advancing the economy. Here's Bill Clinton. We just have to slow down our economy and cut back our greenhouse gas emissions. 
Oh, wow. Is that what we need to slow down the economy right now, to slow it down, to cut down on greenhouse gas emissions? Larry, play that again. Play that sound bite one more time. Here's Bill Clinton. We just have to slow down our economy and cut back our greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, slow down our economy. I wonder if Hillary Clinton is going to run on that campaign right now. Well, look, later in the program, two exciting guests coming up. Not if you notice this. But the Institute in Creation Research is applying for certification to grant master's degrees in science education in Texas. They've been doing it in California, now in Texas. But guess what? The liberal Darwinists are opposing this, saying this is not science. In just a moment, we're going to interview Lawrence Ford from ICR headquarters to talk about it. And then at the half hour... A Miss Texas contestant, Miss White Settlement, will be on the program. She has the most unusual platform. She's running on a platform, a cause. You've never heard of a contestant like this running on this kind of a platform and a cause. You'll have to tune in at 530 to get that. But first, let's go back to Criswell College today, Dr. Richard Land. Today, yesterday, and Tuesday, speaking on God and country, talking about why it is so important for us to vote for the right president, why it is so important to be engaged right now in the primary process, and why it is so important to vote values over economic concerns. And sometimes, even when you think you're voting for the economy, in fact, you may get uh, the opposite result. Here is Dr. Richard Lamb. One of the problems is people who vote their pocketbook instead of voting their moral values. Now, I was interim pastor of a church in Lebanon, Tennessee. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Lebanon, Lebanon is in Wilson County, and the local newspaper is the Wilson County Democrat. That gives you any indication. And uh, it was during the impeachment controversy, and I preached a sermon on... The fact that great moral leadership in a country is a sign of God's blessing. Its absence is a sign of God's judgment. And I I think I made it Waterford crystal clear that it was my firm belief that Bill Clinton was a judgment of God upon the United States. I certainly tried. And... I hadn't even gotten off the top step of the podium when I was accosted by two elderly deacons who said, we wish you'd quit picking on our president. And I said, well, I wish your president would quit having sex with girls less than half his age in the Oval Office. Bill Clinton and I are the same age. He is four months older than I am. Monica Lewinsky is the same age as my oldest daughter. When those disgusting events were taking place in the Oval Office, he was a 49-year-old adult male, and she was a 21-year-old girl. I'll tell you what, the only person more pathetic than Bill Clinton in that whole incident was Monica's father, who said, well, now, we don't want to hurt the president. Let me tell you something. If I'd been Monica's father, I'd have spanked my daughter first. And then I would have punched the president of the United States right in the nose. 
Well, these two deacons, these two deacons made the most extraordinary statement. They said, we don't care. He's been good for the unions and he's been good for the economy and we'd vote for him again. And I said, well, that makes you, you're just political hookers then, aren't you? You're just prostitutes for sale to the highest bidder. (laughs) Hey man, when you're interim, when you're interim, brother, you can let righteousness roll down like rivers of living water. We need to vote our values, our beliefs, and our convictions. God is not a Republican. God is not a Democrat. It's blasphemous to try to, to relate God to any merely human institution, most of all a political party, because political parties aren't any better than they have to be. God is pro-life. God is pro-marriage. And it is a fact that in the 2000 election, Four out of five people who identify themselves as Southern Baptists voted for George W. Bush against a Southern Baptist, Al Gore. And in 2004, according to exit polling, 84% of people who identify themselves as Southern Baptists voted for George W. Bush. Did they do that because they were Republicans? No. Did they do that because, because Bush is a Republican? No. They did it because nine out of ten Southern Baptists are pro-life. And they voted for the pro-life candidate against the pro-abortion candidate. And when they did that, they were voting their values, they were voting their beliefs, and they were voting their convictions. All right, if you have a reaction to that, the number is 800-881-9270. I'll take your call right now, 800-881-9270. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. That was Dr. Richard Land. He's president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. He was doing the Criswell Theological Lectures this week at Criswell College. Incidentally, you can listen to all three lectures on the website, jerryjohnsonlive.com. Go to jerryjohnsonlive.com, and you can listen to those lectures in totality. But if you have a comment, the number, 800-881-9270. It is very important who we elect as the next president of the United States. Is John McCain, the front-runner now among the Republicans, a conservative? Who is endorsing him? Let's go first to the Terminator. Talking about a great future, this is the very reason why I am endorsing Senator McCain to be the next president of the United States. All right. The Terminator is endorsing John McCain. Now, on the social issues, of course, Schwarzenegger is pro-choice, pro-abortion. He's also pro-homosexual rights, uh, marriage. And uh, I think uh, most people would say, look, Schwarzenegger's on the left wing of the Republican Party. Here's John McCain uh, touting another one of his new endorsements. My strong right arm and my partner and my friend in this effort will be the former mayor of New York City and American hero, Rudy Giuliani. Okay, Giuliani, his strong right arm, his partner, Rudy Giuliani, of course, uh, really the most liberal candidate in the conservative, in the Republican Party uh, mix. And um, so is that going to help McCain with conservatives? Today, of course, our own governor, Rick Perry, endorsing John McCain. He had previously endorsed 
uh, Giuliani. I think it was a huge mistake because Perry is uh, seemed to be a kind of a conservative. Why would he endorse Giuliani six months ago? I think because Giuliani looked like he was going to win. Now he endorses McCain because he looks like he's going to win. But Perry said today, having Clinton as president would mean, quote, the country going to hell in a handbasket. So that's why um, Perry endorses McCain. But what do you think? We've got callers on the line. Michael from Roanoke, what do you think about Richard Land? Well, I wonder what uh, Mr. Land's uh, stance on the war is and, and capital punishment. I believe by definition, if you're pro-life, uh, are you not against those two uh, items? Well, Michael, I think what he would say is for the sanctity of innocent human life, and so an, uh, abortion should be outlawed, euthanasia should be outlawed. But uh, if you look at Genesis 9-6, that's the key, Michael, Genesis 9-6, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for he's created in the image of God. That seems to be the establishment of the death penalty for those who would take human life in the Old Testament. And then go to Romans 13. The government leader, the minister, is a minister of God, an avenger, to execute wrath on the evildoer. He does not bear the sword in vain. That's in Romans chapter 13. So it seems to be that God ordains government as the avenger to take human life when people uh, are violent, killing others, and deserving of wrath. And Dr. Land actually articulated that in the lecture. What do you think of that, Michael? Well, what do you think about, like, all the peace-loving Iraqis that are being killed now? I mean, I I would think you would probably add that he's pro-life as long as it's white life. Michael, do you believe that U.S. soldiers have intentionally killed peace-loving Iraqis? Uh, You know, it's a war, and I'm sure it has happened. Um... Well, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that peace-loving Iraqis have have been killed. Uh, but the question is, was that the intent? And I think uh, I, I think when you send 130,000 people over there to do just that, that's exactly the intent. Well, Michael, we're out of time, and I'd like to pick this up. Uh, uh, maybe if you'll hold over even on the break, I'll be happy to. But the fact is, Hussein was killing tens of thousands of people on purpose. On purpose. He was killing his own people. On purpose. The Kurds. On purpose. Many people say somewhere between a half million and a million people killed by Saddam Hussein on purpose. And uh, whatever innocent Iraqis have been killed by U.S. forces, I would believe uh, it's been uh, collateral damage by accident as we go after the terrorist and the Islamo terrorist. We got two other callers on the line, and we'll talk about that creation evolution controversy when we come right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian 
frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. This isn't a two-man race. There's another guy I would like to say down here on the far right of the stage. You want to talk conservative credentials? Let me get in on that. All right, that's Mike Huckabee. He says he's a conservative. He was asked what he thought about creation and evolution. In just a moment, we're going to talk about a school here in Texas that's being challenged because it teaches creation and creation science. But right now, reactions to Dr. Land and the presidential race. We've got Linda on the line. Linda, thank you for holding. What's your view? Well, uh, my concern is is that the uh, the evangelists, the Christian people that are, are very good, you know, they're very good. They want to, they, they're concerned about our morals, and they should be, as I am. And I'm a big pro-life person. I'm not a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'll say it out right there. But at the same time, because of the pro-life issue, I would vote Republican because mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important. And the gay issue, I just, I, it's not representative of, you know, of our culture. And although I, I, I feel for these people, and I hope I want God to work in their life, but uh, the re- pro-life thing is very, very important. But Huckabee was the only one that came out for it, and I have seen in the past, unfortunately, that that the Christian people of uh, the United States have a lot of times been messed around by by the Republicans who come out and say, "Yeah, we're pro-life," and then do nothing, do absolutely nothing. It's all been lip service. Bush Mm. was one of those. Also, he has done nothing. And he has, he's done. Let me ask you this question, Linda. Let me ask you this question because prime example to me would be Governor Rick Perry. I want to ask you about this. He's a Republican. He's Uh gone around speaking at uh, pro life and Christian type rallies. And he endorsed Rudy Giuliani (laughs) as as president. Do you think he's a true convictional pro life conservative? What has he done? What, what is, how effective has that man been? And then he turns around, I think his true colors are shown when he endorses. To me, we talk about, it, you know, the like the uh, likability of the president, actually, I mean, our candidate or pro-life person being going to be elected. If our true conviction is, hey, we're going to stick with him. If he's going to be elected, he's going to be elected. Mm. But stay with him. That's a moral conviction to me. Thank you, Linda, for that call. And I want to say we do need more pro-life Democrats out there. And I think the lesson for Linda, from Linda for everyone, is whatever your party, your principles ought to be above the party. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, there are certain pro-life and moral and ethical principles that ought to rise above party concerns, party advantage, uh, who looks like they're going to win. Is that the one you endorse? No, certainly not in the primaries. You ought to endorse somebody that would advance your Christian principles. Well, again, Mike Huckabee was asked earlier in the campaign 
What he thought about creation and evolution. You say, well, what would that have to do with uh, presidential politics? What would it have to do with politics? Well, right now, the Institution for Creation Research in Texas is seeking certification, uh, permission to grant a master's degree in science education. They've been doing this out in California. It's a great group, great publications. But uh, they are being challenged by the Darwinist, by the naturalist. And with us to talk about it, it is Lawrence Ford. He's Director of Communications for the Institute for Creation Research. Lawrence, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. Glad to be here. Lawrence, tell us uh, what has happened. What are you trying to do, and who's against it, and why? Well, just in summary, uh, the Institute for Creation Research has uh, been it was established in 1970 by Dr. Henry Morris in San Diego, California, in 1980 and 81, we established our graduate education program offering actually four master's degree in the sciences uh, in California and have had approval to do so and accreditation to do so out there all of this time. Um, our um, leaders of the ministry had uh, asked for a uh, proposal to relocate to the Dallas area in, in Texas. And uh, prayerfully, we did that last year and have moved our headquarters, purchased a campus out in Dallas, um, and have just opened up, actually, our new academic and laboratory building just last month. I've seen it all. <clears throat> and uh, if, if some of our Dallas uh, listeners will know of the, um, uh, the dinosaur auction that uh, took place, and we have acquired some fossils uh, with that as well, and we'll hopefully in the future be making that on display with a new museum. In the meantime, we are moving forward with establishing our educational status in the state of Texas, and any school that's moving from one state to another needs to go through this process. We began the process last year, and in November, the state of Texas uh, brought to us on a site team from, of educators from around the state of Texas, evaluated our curriculum, uh, our faculty, our students, and uh, determined that we met the standards for the state of Texas in higher education. Uh, they gave their approval and recommendation to an advisory council that met on December 14th. Uh, they also approved us and, and forwarded their recommendation to the commissioner. This is the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board. And Dr. Raymond Paradis is the, uh, the, the commissioner of that group, and uh, he makes the final decision uh, and with the commission. They, they have a uh, quarterly meetings to make these approvals and recommendations for all of the institutions of higher learning. Uh, in the meantime, we have had, um, and they have had, I should say, as well, many lobbyist efforts uh, against us uh, from educators and scientists and uh, evolutionists of all varieties going down to the to the Capitol and saying, you, you should not do this. This is pseudoscience. This group does not uh, have anything to do with science. It's religious. Um, this is a religious group, and, and they just don't need to be in the state of Texas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking right now to Lawrence Ford from the Institute for Creation Research. Uh, Lawrence, uh, you've, you've hit the point there. That is, your program had a kind of preliminary approval really coming in, and it, uh, then it does uh, show up on the radar screen for these evolutionists, and they're really opposing it solely on ideological grounds at this point. Isn't that true? This is true, and that's usually the type of arguments that uh, are circulated now. It's a matter of, of uh, 
philosophy and belief and uh, what we would propose in general and I, I think you is is a an expert in worldview studies also is that whether you believe in evolution or creation that is a belief that you have our institution our graduate school and our research uh, scientist they do science and they like to take science and follow the evidence they have PhDs in geology PhDs in geology and biochemistry genetics uh, astrophysics uh, some of our men have uh, had stellar careers at Sandia Labs and Los Alamos right. their laboratories, Cornell University, UCLA. The, the list is long, and, and uh, the criticism that we don't have legitimate scientists is, is just not valid. Well, let me ask you this question, be- yes, because um, you know, we've talked about scopes here on this program before, mm-hmm. and um, we know that you can't talk about creation or even intelligent design in the public schools, and it's sort of the reversal of scopes. Scopes being, of course, that you couldn't really teach evolution back then. Everything was creation. And it seems like the Darwinists, the naturalists, the secularists now want to reverse that and say, no, um, Darwinism is the new religion and you you can't teach creation or intelligent design. But now that's a public school and public funds. But I want our listeners to know what's going on here. This is a private graduate school program. These students are paying money to go to this program, and they're still saying we will not have that in the state of Texas. Is that correct? That's correct. We, we are a private institution. Uh, we don't force any student to come and join right. our program, uh, nor do we uh, force our graduates, who most of them are, are teachers, we do not force them to go into the public school. Their career choice is is the one that they are led to do. And, and if they do want to teach in the state of Texas, once they graduate from our program, they still have to go through the, uh, the process of uh, passing the teacher's exam in their field uh, in order to teach in, in schools in the state of Texas. Uh, we don't control that process. Right. Uh, and we prepare students to, to do that. We feel we have a good program that thoroughly uh, saturates them in all of the science. We teach evolution because we want them to be thoroughly sure. aware of all of the sure. sciences with the added benefit of, of our take on scientific evidence and that there is design and there was a creator. We, Lawrence, we, let me ask you this yeah. because we're running out of time. What are some of the, in just a minute or two, what are some of the uh, discoveries and projects you've been working on that really do undercut uh, the Darwinian naturalistic uh, evolutionary theory. We're working on a number of projects, and have through the years. Um, we're working right now on, on genetics uh, and the mitochondrial Eve project. Uh, we're working on a project called Rate, and in fact, we we just had the first phase of this finish an eight-year study of radioisotopes and the age of the Earth. One of our positions, of course, um, is that the Book of Genesis and especially that, that first week of creation, is literally true, and that God did create the earth as it is and as we um, um, see today in thousands of years and not millions and billions of years. And our scientists went and took core rock samples from around the world, sent them to uh, laboratories, not our laboratory, but laboratories that any of the sciences use, and had them dated and discovered a couple of things. Number one, that uh, dating methods are not consistent, and you can't necessarily rely on all of them. And number two, that many of the the elements found in these core samples indicated 
radioactivity that should only be thousands of years old and billions of years old. That's fascinating. Lawrence Ford, Institute for Creation Research. What's that website, Lawrence? Website is icr.org. It's a great organization, icr.org. All kinds of great material on creation and evolution. And uh, tell our friend Henry Morris we said hello. Thank you, Dr. Morris. All right. Well... Dr. Johnson, but you do thank Dr. Morris for me, if you will. Coming up, Miss White's settlement on the Miss Texas pageant. What's her strange platform? You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Uh, If you believe, as I do, that God created us all and created us equally then we cannot watch uh, as one group of us is tortured or is not allowed to live up to their fullest potential or uh, is repressed in some way. So I, I think that it's a sense of morality which comes from one's belief in God and a theological basis in that case. All right, that's former U.S. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. I interviewed her about a year ago on Jerry Johnson Live, and I asked her if there was a theological basis for her view on genocide and why we should stop people who are killing others based upon race, particularly, and uh, ethnic origin. And she gave that argument about the image of God. I thought it was very interesting. It sounded like a pro-life argument. Unfortunately, she does not extend that right to the unborn. But it's great to hear a woman uh, in politics talk about the sanctity of human life. We are created in God's image. That's an important principle. With us right now to talk about the sanctity of human life and abortion is Miss White Settlement. She is a contestant in the Miss Texas contest. Christine Tang is with us. Christine, you've won the Miss White Settlement Contest. Congratulations. Yes. How does it feel? Well, it's a great honor, and it was totally unexpected. It actually wasn't something that I pursued. It was something that God just placed in my path literally three weeks before my first competition. So I give all the glory <laughs> to God. Well, great. Well, again, we're happy for you. Now, something we've been reading about is your, is the platform that the, the candidates, uh, the contestants, they have a platform. They have an issue, I guess, a cause. Yes. And uh, tell us about that process and really how you came to pick uh, your platform. Well, your platform is a personal issue of passion and deep concern that you can utilize to benefit society. Some other contestants are concerned with spreading awareness on drunk driving or eating disorders or Internet safety. And I believe that achievement without contribution is insignificant. So... My hope is that my dedication of spreading pro-life awareness will directly contribute back to my community that has blessed me so much. Mm. So I specifically chose to commit to pro-life for a number of reasons. I've studied the issue of abortion for about a year through my school, Preston Christian Academy, alongside Dan Panetti, who is our Biblical Worldview Director, and I've never felt more compelled to become engaged in saving the lives of the unborn. And I became committed to speaking for those who have no voice or no means of defense. And I want the world to never be desensitized to the value of life. And 
Before 9 11, 3,500 people tragically died during that time, which brought huge amounts of worldwide attention yes. and brought unity to America. And I don't think enough people realize that over 3,500 innocent children are being unjustly and immorally and unethically murdered each day through abortion without even giving a chance to ha experience their own God-given life. So this is a huge passion of mine that I intend to advance, whether I have a crown on my head or not. And I believe that there are many valuable things in this world, but it just so happens that the most valuable is life. This is Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest is Christine Tang. She is Miss White Settlement 2008, and she is a contestant in the Miss Texas Contest. And she's running on a pro-life pro platform concerned about uh, abortion. Let me ask you, Christine, uh, this is probably uh, an unusual platform, a strange platform. Um, is anyone sort of raising the red flag or saying, are you sure you want to do this, or is, does anyone have problems with it? Well, because this is such a hot, sensitive issue right now, even in the upcoming presidential election, I actually have been advised to consider changing it or diluting it to something like only adoption or something less controversial, because there is a chance that I could risk um, winning Miss Texas because of it, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. Mm. And God has convicted me to be a spokesperson for these innocent unborn children. At least 4,000 are murdered each day in the U.S. alone. So when God convicts your heart, it's really not that hard to stay strong. Wow. Have you seen the movie Amazing Grace about Wilberforce? I've seen a little bit. My sister saw it, so she told me a little bit about it. I'm going to tell you, Christine, you need to go get that movie. Go buy it. Go rent it. Do whatever you have to do to get it, because it is, I think, an inspiration for those who would give themselves to a cause, a cause like the abolishing of slavery or uh, the saving you know, of innocent human life when it comes to abortion. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what's next, uh, Christine, in the process uh, to being Miss Texas? And um, uh, what are you working on right now? Well, um, there's many, many responsibilities that come along with it and a lot of hard work, as you may expect. So right now I'm working with my directors and my managers, and I'm making um, a number of appearances and speeches and interviews. And the Miss Texas competition is in July. It will be televised from Fort Worth. So I'm currently practicing my talent, which I'm doing piano, and working on interview skills, studying current events, especially the upcoming elections, sponsoring Children's Miracle Network, that's our national platform, and um, I'll be interning with the Preston Pregnancy Center in a few weeks. So I'm having to sacrifice some things and really prioritize, but and it can certainly be challenging trying to balance a full schedule, but it's been a great journey. Well, it sounds uh, like a great opportunity, a great challenge, and I think you have picked a great cause, and I think it is the defining moral crisis for America right now, politically, spiritually, morally. And um, we'll be praying for you that whether or not you win the contest, that God will use this platform uh, to advance His cause, His kingdom. Christine Tang, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Dr. Johnson. It's been a privilege and a great honor for me to be with you. All right, folks, you're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. That was Christine Tang. She is Miss White Settlement 2008 and uh, running for Miss Texas, and we ought to be tuning in. I think she said it was in June, uh, July this summer, and uh, you'll be watching that. We'll, uh, we'll have a follow-up on how uh, that's going.
So what does this issue, the sanctity of human life, really have to do with the United States of America or the presidential election or a Miss Texas contest? I mean, a lot of people would say, well, that's religion. Uh, That's faith. You can't make that a matter of public policy. That's your own spirituality. And uh, don't try to impose your will on others. Now, as Dr. Land said, um, you know, actually... That was the same argument used during the Civil War period. The slaveholder said, look, don't impose your will on us. And so they used a pro-choice argument. And there were people who said, I'm personally opposed to slavery, but I would not impose that on others. The only problem with that argument is it's the slaveholder who is imposing his will on another human being and putting them in bondage and whipping them and so forth. Likewise, when someone says today, well, I'm personally opposed to abortion, but I wouldn't impose that on others. I'm pro-choice. And so many Democrats and liberal Republicans, like Rudy Giuliani, would say, Uh, I'm personally against abortion. I want it, though. It has to be safe. We don't want the back alley abortion. It has to be legal, but it ought to be rare. We want to reduce it, but we're we're pro-choice. Giuliani said that again and again. I don't know why the governor, who says he's pro-life, would ever endorse Giuliani. It makes no sense to me at all. But, in any case, that's the pro-choice argument today. The only problem with that is the woman or the doctor or the man and the woman are imposing their will. They are imposing their choice on an innocent human life. Now, as Christians, we know that we are created in God's image. We know that. And we know that Jesus became a human being, not as a man, not as a teenager, not as a child, but as an embryo. John 1, 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And have you ever noticed this? In the Bible, the story, the human story, oftentimes begins not with birth, but with conception. In the Old Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, with conception, Sarah, it begins with conception. The story, the biography begins there, not at birth. So it was with John the Baptist, so it was with Jesus, so it was with you and with me. Now, I want you to listen to John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, a Democrat, talking about the rights that we have, like the right to life. What did the founders say? Where does the right to life come from? Here's John F. Kennedy. The rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. Wait a minute. He said, God, that's a Christian argument. It's a religious argument. It has no place in public life. No, actually, it does have a place in public life because the founders said, and Kennedy was citing the founders, that all men are created equal and endowed by the Creator with those rights. Here's Martin Luther King Jr. in his I Have a Dream speech. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 
All men created equal. Oh, creation, that's a religious topic. How dare you mention that in a government setting? Well, the founders did. All men created equal, endowed by the Creator with inalienable rights. Among these, the right to life. And that's why Christine Tang is right to have a cause, the pro-life cause. The Creator has given us this right to life, and government ought to protect that right for every human being at every age, at every stage. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Don't miss the last segment. I'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. How many men are you willing to let die for this? For something that has nothing to do with our national security. All right, that's Ron Paul from Texas. He's running for president of the United States. I've been generally getting around 10% of the vote uh, in some of these primaries. Got lots of money. But Ron Paul is against the war in Iraq. And uh, I think he's wrong. I think this uh, war has actually made us more secure in the United States. Um, Saddam Hussein... ...was attempting to get nuclear weapons. That is documented. He didn't have them, but he was trying to do it. He had tried before, and the reactors were bombed by Israel. He was, on record, having used chemical and biological weapons against his own people. He was in violation of the U.N., Resolutions, 17 of those. He was in violation of the no-fly zone ceasefire from the first Gulf War. He did fund an assassination attempt on President George Bush I. Bill Clinton sent a missile over to punish him. It missed. But uh, I don't see how anyone could say that uh, there wasn't a just cause here. And in fact... That has uh, worked like a piece of flypaper over there. Whether or not Al-Qaeda was there when we first got there, they're certainly there now. They were there in the last two years. Al-Qaeda leaders like bin Laden said, this is the place where we must beat the United States. And it's so much better to be fighting them over there than fighting them over here. And I think Ron Paul is mistaken. But he's a good man, and he stands right on other issues, on the economy, on taxes, on human life. But I don't think he has a chance in this election. Well, 
Well, so the Republicans are arguing about who's the most conservative, and uh, the Democrats are usually arguing about uh, who's the most anti-Bush or anti-war. And Barack Obama, of course, voted against the war. And uh, I think a lot of people presume, well, maybe he wouldn't support any war. Here is Obama on that theme. I intend to be your commander-in-chief, and my job will be to keep you safe. And I will do anything that is required, and I will strike. I will not hesitate to strike against those who would do us harm. Okay, I would not strike, uh, uh, hesitate to strike against those who would do us harm. That's preemption even, preemption. He said those who would do us harm. Very interesting. Uh, Of course, he voted against the war. He has said consistently that he would bring the troops home no matter what the progress, what the threat, what the stage over the last two or three years. Wouldn't it have been a tragedy to actually leave Iraq in haste and leave the terrorists in charge of certain regions and cities? Aren't we glad the surge has worked? Aren't we glad now that we've almost completely routed out and rooted out al-Qaeda from Iraq and we can be proud as our soldiers begin to come back? Uh, Well, Obama in charge or Clinton in charge, that would not have happened. But uh, they are debating, obviously, about who is... um, uh, the most conservative in the Republican side, but uh, on the on the Democrat side, it's who really is the most liberal. And an interesting study out today from the National Journal. The National Journal rates Barack Obama as the single most liberal member member of the U.S. Senate. Now, folks, this hasn't come out yet. He is a very captivating, scintillating, spellbinding speaker. No doubt about that at all. But he is the most liberal member of the U.S. Senate even more liberal than Hillary Clinton. And you can look at the National Journal to see the documentation they give on economic issues. Hillary, a score of 87, Obama, a 94. On social issues, Hillary, 77, Obama, 94. On foreign policy, Hillary gets an 83, Obama, a 92. That is voting liberal 92% of the time. 94% of the time, 94% of the time on foreign policy, social issues, and economy, respectively. That's Obama's record. And that's going to come out in a general election campaign uh, if he does win the nomination. But I want to go back to our first caller today. I think his name was Michael. It was Michael. And Michael was asking, really, about the pro-life rhetoric of Richard Land and President Bush and how could Dr. Land or President Bush also be for war. You know, these Methodist ministers right now are opposing the Bush Library here at SMU because they say Bush's policies are unchristian. He is a Methodist, and they're Methodist, but they don't believe in war. Uh, They don't believe the pro-life message. They don't believe marriages between a man and a woman. Uh, But a lot of people wonder, how can you be pro-life and support any war? And I think we need to make this very clear. Again, the verse... Genesis 9-6, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the beginning he created them in the image of God. Here's the point. Cross-reference Genesis 1-26. God made us in his image. Human life is so special and so sacred, so unique, that to take a human life is a crime against God. It is a capital crime if you take an innocent human life. And God exacts a death penalty. By man his blood shall be shed. But God doesn't shed it directly. 
By man his blood shall be shed. The commentary in the New Testament on this is Genesis Romans 13. The government minister is appointed by God as an avenger of wrath to reward those who do good, but to punish those who do evil. He does not bear the sword. That's an executioner's sword. That's a soldier's sword. He does not bear the sword of death in vain. And that is that God ordains government the task of just war and, yes, capital punishment to protect the sanctity of innocent human life. And by the way, folks, this fits very well with the U.S. Constitution which assigns the primary purpose of government, the primary purpose, protecting us from enemies, foreign and domestic. That is, national defense is the number one assignment of the federal government. Not running the schools, not managing the economy, not providing for retirement, not providing for the arts and entertainment and all of that. The primary function of the federal government is to protect us from those who would kill us. Now, I want to remind you, that is not the good news of the gospel. There's nothing the government can do about your sin. That comes through Jesus Christ. He died for our sins on the cross. We get forgiveness from sin, not from the state, but from Jesus Christ, who died for sinners on a cross, who rose again. He was seen by hundreds. And if you want forgiveness and cleansing and a changed life, You just come to Jesus, and you just say, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. You turn to Christ, you believe, and you're born again. You're forgiven, you're clean, and you have a new start, and you have a home in heaven. Look to Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Come to Jesus. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.